Welcome to Vape Village, the podcast for the Victorian Association for the Teaching of English. My name's Ernest Price and I'm the Education Officer at Vape. We'll be using this podcast feed to spark discussion and connection within our community. We'd like to acknowledge that this recording is happening on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and to pay our respect to Elders past, present and emerging. At the beginning of the holidays, I spoke with Annabelle Bart, Head of English at Richmond High School. It's Annabelle's first year as a Head of English, and it certainly has been a baptism of fire, leading a department in the midst of a global pandemic. We spoke about her leadership journey, who she draws inspiration from, and what she sees as the curriculum and pedagogical priorities for English departments moving forward. Enjoy the discussion. Hello, VATE online community. My name is Ernest Price and I'm the Education Officer at VATE, who is unfortunately starring alongside many great interviewees, but I'm getting sick of my own face and voice at this point in time. Today, I am really excited to be speaking with Annabelle Barton. Annabelle's the Head of English at Richmond High School. Good morning, Annabelle. Good morning. We used to work together. We're still colleagues in the broader sense of the word, but... Originally, we wanted to talk about your experience as a new leader in an English KLA. Um, This conversation, I think, is still really relevant, although we might tack on some very specific pandemic discussion at the end. You just finished your first term as a head of English, the first term you've had that official title. What has been the biggest challenge for you in that time period? I think, um, first of all, being really passionate about English is something that has continued. Um, in terms of a challenge that I've faced is that transition from just thinking about your own classroom and your own practices to thinking about, you know, other colleagues and, and leading colleagues. Um, as Richmond High School is a new school, we've got a lot of new staff. So that has been a challenge for me is that, at my previous school and also working with you, Ernest, I've always had people around me um, that have had a few more years experience than me. So being sort of the um, leader and the person to go to for English, that has been more of a challenge. Whereas um, in the past, I've always had someone, you know, to, to go to for advice, whereas now I'm the one that's giving advice. So it is a, it's been a challenge, but it's also been really re- rewarding at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's been great so far, first term. I've really enjoyed it. Has there been anything that you feel has been sort of the highlight or perhaps even something that's been surprising of your experience of that first term as an official leader of, of English? Um, I think, again, coming back to a new school with quite a young staff, being someone who does have more experience than other colleagues. It's been nice to be able to share, um, you know, the, what I've learned from my previous leaders and previous mentors, and then to be able to pass it on even to other, um, to other subjects and to the other KLA leaders. It's been nice to reflect on, you know, the faculties that I've been in and the leaders who have led me and then also, yeah, to bring that towards or um, 
for other people to sort of see how I'm running my faculty and to take some of the things that I'm doing um, and apply that to their own faculties. I think that's a really interesting point. I think when we talk about English education, um, sometimes we can be really narrow. We can think about what's just happening in the English classrooms. But I think what you were talking about here is a much broader instructional leadership to use the sort of trendy terms um, in terms of academic studies of education and that English teachers and English leaders like yourself have something to offer other educators, which I think is a really important discussion. Um, you talked a little bit about, I guess, influences and people who have um, sort of guided you or mentored you previously on your journey. Um, do you think it's something that's particularly challenging for women in leadership positions? I think there are some really interesting studies on schools. Obviously, a really large part of the workforce um, in schools are women, but perhaps there are fewer, or definitely there are fewer women in those leadership positions. Is that something you've sort of thought about in your own journey? I feel really grateful for the leaders in my career so far that the majority of them have been women. Um, so my first mentor at my first school was a woman and then my second mentor has been a woman um, and I still consider them mentors in my life um, today. Um, it's been really great to have women in leadership at the school. So as our AP, as one of our APs, as well as an acting principal, that's been really great to see um, that, you know, to see women in high positions in schools. So I feel like a lot of my experience has um, been influenced by women, but also I understand that, you know, there's a lot of challenges that women face in terms of leadership, which is, are things that I think, you know, any, any woman in leadership would feel. Um, it's definitely not different in the school setting. Um, yeah. Um, I think one of the things I've seen having worked with you as well, um, I guess that confidence level in yourself, because whilst this is your first term as a leader, with that official title, you very much took a leadership position prior to that, just in terms of your day-to-day -day engagement with others around you. Have you had to sort of change your mindset in that sense about, you know, the fact that you have this sort of official title now? Has that been challenging in terms of your, conf your own confidence levels? I think also having, like, the title of a mentor attached to... Um, you know, not just like KLA leader, but as well as being a mentor. That is something that I've had to consciously think about, not just reflecting on my own practice, but also someone else's practice and ensuring that I'm, you know, available for them whenever they've got questions. And I've definitely reflected on the mentors in my life and when I was, you know, really struggling in the first few years how that support was always there for me. And that's something that I'm really trying to make sure um, is available and something that I really admire in people is that, that like, you know, they... But I, I think that idea of, um, yeah, not turning people away and being a sort of open, open door for people, um, which is something that you always have been in, as long as I've known you anyway. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, um, obviously, it's your first term as a head of English and then suddenly the entire profession has changed and we've become remote educators. Um, 
what is going through your head as you prepare for what might be a term two sort of at home? What kind of things have you been thinking about in terms of your English department? I think um, we need to reduce our expectations in terms of what we are expecting of students through um, online learning. I think uh, a lot of the research is showing that we need to think, you know, differently and, and, and reduce what we are expecting of our students. So whether that's, um, I'm not sure, like, you know, what that is in terms of are we halving what we would normally aim to get through in a normal setting. But I think um, definitely changing the mindset in terms of what are our expectations and then always coming back to like to what are the skills that we really want students to be practicing and maybe changing our mindset to rather than perhaps writing a full essay students are writing paragraphs and they're still sort of keeping up with some of the skills that we're teaching them um, but then I'm also really conscious of the vulnerable students and students who perhaps don't have access to online learning and I'm not sure exactly what that looks like at this stage but um, keeping that in the back of my mind that whilst we've got a great opportunity with technology these days to continue with the learning. Um, we've still got to consider the vulnerable students who perhaps don't have those opportunities. Absolutely. And I think um, that probably ties in quite nicely with what I know is your real passion for a skills-based English education because, you know, there are ways you can engage students who might not have that same technological yeah. Um, reach but, but around that skills I think also it lends itself really nicely to you know your students might be watching films or reading books that not everyone is reading or watching but if you're basing your lessons or your engagement with them around those skills that's a that's an opportunity as well just to change tack to finish our conversation today um, do, have you thought around what your sort of goals are as a leader for the rest of this year and what sort of things you are looking to um, in terms of obviously this year it's very strange but what sort of things you're hoping that you will achieve or you will go through for the rest of this year? Um, I'd really like to focus on our literacy intervention program um, and to create a really strong program so I'm still in the process of working out what that looks like exactly. Um, that's been one of my goals and that's been something that I've been quite passionate about for a while now. Um, however, I'm still not, I've still got quite a bit to go in terms of feeling like the program is successful and looking at, you know, what other schools are doing and having a little bit more of a look at the research and some data. Um, I, I'm always thinking ahead as to what are the skills that students need to succeed in English, particularly when we're talking about VCE. So um, ensuring that I've got an idea of where I'd like to have our um, students at the end of each year in terms of their English skills. So, you know, thinking about what can we do to ensure that students are getting to those points. However, I think with the current climate, I have to rethink almost... Uh, well, I have to, yeah, re rethink um, those goals because it's just unclear as to how long things will be like this. And I think, and I, I do worry that 
this will be quite a major disruption to students' learning. So I suppose it's just about ensuring that we can try to um, uh, sort of mitigate in yeah. some ways the impacts of, of all yeah. of this. And I think just, you know, to go full circle back around to what you were talking about with the skills-based work, that, that allows you that flexibility as an educator as well to really meet students where they are, probably applies to your literacy work as well, um, and just continuing to monitor and engage with your students, which I know is something that you do really, really effectively in your own classroom, and I'm sure will continue to, to sort of scale up to the rest of the English team as well. Thank you so much for taking the time out today, Annabelle. We did a, a sort of outtake at the start where your cat Lenny appeared, but he's he's gone AWOL during our real... Yeah, he's gone um, to the back of the house. <laughs> he might be getting a little bit of fatigue, like I think many pets are at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Annabelle, for your time today. It's really, really great to think about and reflect on the journey of um, the leaders in our English departments and how they make connections, and it's certainly something we want to continue to talk about over the coming weeks, months and years. So thank you for your time today. Cool, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you so much to Annabelle Barton, Head of English at Richmond High School, for sharing her leadership journey with us and reflecting on what it means to be a leader in this very unique moment in our education sector. As always, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe through your podcast provider. And let us know what you're thinking, either through our social media channels or via email. If you've got ideas for a future episode, particularly if you'd like to be a guest for me, contact me at educationofficer at vate.org.au. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and stay home if you can.